So guys, um, we're here. It's taken us two weeks. How are we doing? Doing well, doing well. Hopefully uh, we've got over the technical difficulties issues that we experienced in the last week. And oh. hopefully we can keep going on here. Manny, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm as good as can be, considering. Um, yeah, you sound happy. Too much. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been a long day, so uh, yeah, excuse the Manny's been uh, prepping himself mentally for this podcast. He he had a lot to say, oh. but he wasn't able to get it off his chest with all the technical issues, so hopefully he's ready to go today. <laughs> we, we, we used a, a platform called Zencaster for uh, all our last uh, lot of podcasts, uh, and they've done an update on, their, uh, on Zencaster recently, and it's really gone crap. Uh, we recorded twice last week uh, this episode uh, in which uh, Manny did seriously vent. We did have a bit of a laugh at our five-word game, uh, which we'll have another go at again today. Uh, but it, it was a really good podcast, but Mike kept on dropping off um, and Manny kept on uh, breaking up. So hopefully we're using a new uh, platform. This is called Cast. Uh, it doesn't have my little... Um, uh, little magic buttons with our manamana. Good. I miss that. We don't need none of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good fun. Speak for yourself. <laughs> That's why I said I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I didn't say we enjoy it. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll try a few different platforms and see which one works best. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get our little button back at some point. Um, so, guys, we're going to cover quite a bit. Uh, we Since we last... Um, uh, since we last talked, where are we recording? Are we all at home? Our offices? Anybody going to get? In? I'm at home. Yeah, yeah I'm at home at too. Home. I'm at home too. Yeah, I can at... yell and scream. Hopefully, your niece isn't over there today, so you don't have to be. No, she's not. She's not about uh, today. Um, it right, was actually good. surprising. I, I didn't expect her to show up. But next thing you know, she's <laughs> at the top of the stairs, and she's just oh yeah, she's Why she's a lot of Maddie energy. Saying those words. Say what? <laughs> Why is Uncle Maddie saying those words? Oh come on! Um, I, I don't swear in front of the little one. Um, I wasn't I, I, that, that episode. I wasn't going to cuss, but yeah, I'm, I'm throwing that out the window today. I mean, yeah, yeah I got a lot. And to just say, before, so. just before we get started, I just I know we had talked about it earlier, but I just wanted to make a note or a mention of uh, David a story, a story from uh, Fiorentina. Um, you know, sad Very news sad. that he thirty one. Yeah, he just turned thirty one. He was born in eighty seven. Just turned thirty one in January. Uh, captain of Fiorentina. Apparently he didn't show up for breakfast and normally he's the first one being that he's the captain and they went up and checked on him or the team doctor went up and checked on him and realized that he had passed away in his sleep. It turns out he m may have been cardiac arrest uh, and apparently I, I saw yesterday that in order for them to do an autopsy in Italy they actually have to open up a criminal investigation. Um, so they, they did that yesterday, and they're going to go through the whole process, and hopefully they can figure out you know what happened to him. But very sad news. Really uh, sad news. Another footballer it, it, gone. It does make me think, though, that when you see these young, fit, healthy men um, who run around pitches and train and keep themselves well, and quite a lot of them seem to to, to die. Well, not, there seems to be a, of a recent spate of quite a few of them dying young. Um, and we even had Fabrice Mwamba die on the pitch at Tottenham and thankfully was brought back to life. But 
Is that not down to uh, they're talking about Bradley Wiggins and steroids and medications that they, the, the way they push their bodies with all, all these in you know I, mean, you know, I, I, I don't know I mean it's it's frightening um, I mean that you know it, that's not the first time it's happened unfortunately you had um, Mark Vivian Foy um, at the 2003 Confederations Cup I believe um, you know he just collapsed on the pitch and again it was cardiac arrest and you had Antonio Puerta at um, Sevilla as well and like you mentioned Fabrice Mwamba it's 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 frightening and, I'm, I'm, and hey you had um, um, Angolo Kante like a couple of days ago um, fainted in, in training as well. I mean, it's frightening um, to see these guys who are professionals and who are at the top of their it's, games and it's just... Do you think yeah. it's the, the supplements, for the want of a better word, and the probably selective diet? We, we, we had a conversation about uh, carbs and proteins and everything else on, on the group message. And, you know, some of that's got to have an effect, don't you think? Probably. You know, yeah, I mean, um, these guys are putting their bodies through hell and back. I mean, just the the exertion that their body uh, or is required of their body on a day-to-day basis is incredible. I mean, obviously, they have a lot of uh, new things that help them recover a little bit better. But in terms of – I'm sure there's plenty of vitamins and drinks and all sorts of things that they're putting in their body that also doesn't help for it. But, yeah, it's un- very unfortunate. Hopefully, they can figure out actually what happened to him. But – uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the Fiorentina fans and his family and friends for sure. And he, Definitely. He, he touched Definitely, many, yeah. many. I was listening on Talksport. He touched many, um, many Italian uh, sides. I think the whole Italian league was called off because there was probably about five or six teams that he played for out there that um, all wanted to show their mark of respect. So everybody pulled pulled the games. Really yeah, I think there was a bunch of postponed. Yeah, and even Inter and Milan were supposed to play this weekend, and they postponed that match as well. And Conte, they asked Con- uh, Tonio Conte after or before the match this weekend, and he, you could tell he was a bit uh, down about it. And uh, Pochettino actually mentioned it today that he was looking to sign him when he was at Southampton. So um, definitely unfortunate. And like I said, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, all of those that may have at some point in their lives had a conversation with him or run across him or played on the pitch with him or managed him or his family as well and his his young daughter. And Fiorentina, just to end on a good note, uh, rumor has it that Fiorentina offered his wife um, and, or I guess wife, a a contract, a lifetime contract contract for them so they can have at least some funds coming in for herself and and the daughter as well. Has that been confirmed yet? I saw something from an Italian reporter which is fairly credible. I was going to save the the, twi- the, the tweet and I forgot to, but um, it, I've seen it in enough places and enough credible uh, reporters that I th- I'm fairly certain that it's true. And they yeah. actually retired his number as well today. They announced that. Okay, that that is that is good. That is good. Okay, well, let's move on uh, and try and cheer ourselves up for a couple of minutes and then get back into some depressing talk about Arsenal so, well even this might depress us a bit the good news is I'm still on top of the prediction league <laughs> I knew that was coming <laughs> so, I sucked I didn't get any I didn't get any points uh, over the four game. well only two of the games counted in there the no one only the one game counted which was the Brighton two. game and Did City we, and the City oh yeah of course yes yes the yeah. Two, yeah so um 
Uh, I got m- myself and Manny predicted that we'd uh, lose against City, which is the first time I've ever predicted that we'd lose. Um, and we got a point each. I nearly got three points, but Aubameyang couldn't score a bloody penalty. <laughs> that would have got me three points. And uh, well, I don't really need it that much. I'm already on eleven points. And oh, here we go. You know, Mike's <laughs> only on on seven, and Manny, who's only been playing for three weeks, he's already I on know. six. He's gonna pass me. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Optimism, mate. That's what happens when you're optimistic. You yeah, got the Brighton score spot on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's Damn depressing. You. That that's depressing, really, if you really think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get on with it. So, listen. Uh, we normally cover each game and run through what we think about lineups, etc., and and various aspects of each game. But listen, all four of them were absolutely shockingly shit. We lost to uh, a Swedish side in Östersund. Um, we lost to Man City in the Carabao Cup. I was there. And I've been gutted ever since. Um, I wasn't at, at the loss to City, despite any excuses that you can talk about snow. I actually wasn't going to go in the first place uh, because I was so um, pissed off from the performance that we had at Wembley. Uh, I did have an offer of a ticket to go down to Brighton. I didn't, just didn't feel like it. Uh, and the ticket came at the last minute, and we lost to Brighton. So it was lost 2-1 to Osasund, lost 3-0 twice to City, and lost 2-1 to Brighton, who are struggling to score uh, from set plays. It's just horrendous. I th- thoughts on the games overall, guys? Terrible. Um, it, it started with the Europa League match. Terrible performance terrible attitude on the pitch I hoped that it would have improved in the Carabao Cup final that didn't really happen we were lethargic um, looked void of ideas uh, I was then still optimistic for the league match and I predicted a victory bounce back performance I was hoping that these guys would be fired up disappointed after all their social media posts and knowing how you know, talking about how they know we're we're upset and we're frustrated at blah blah blah, and we were better than we were at at Wembley, but that doesn't say very much considering we weren't good at all at Wembley. Did you, did you think we were better than we were at Wembley? I thought we were, like I said, we were terrible at Wembley. So when I say we were better, it's not great, but it it was certainly better than what we would have. Uh, or what we saw at Wembley for sure. But again, I don't I don't think it was anywhere near the standard that we would expect from a team like Arsenal, especially at home, after the run of poor results that we had. And then good old Brighton. I uh, had, again, high hopes that we would bounce back again. And sure enough, we lost. So I, I predicted 1-1 on, on that one because I just thought, well, that's the best we can do. I I'm out of ideas at this point. <laughs> Uh, I think we all are. Go on, Manny. Hmm. Um, crap. Um, I think what irritated me more about that game is, I think it was Wilshere's um, press conference afterwards when he came out and said they, un- they underestimated Ostersons and I just sat there thinking, who the hell do you guys think you are to underestimate anyone? 
um, you're, you lot are crap yourselves and you're underestimating a minnow team from Sweden who show that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard because that attitude sucked the football sucked everything about it sucked um, then we went into the Carabao Cup and at the last podcast I was optimistic I said you know we would put in the type of performance that we have in the past you know um, pointing to the FA Cup semi-final and the final and what happened again attitude sucked football sucked defensive areas no passion no pride couldn't pass the ball couldn't do anything couldn't tackle couldn't just it was awful go on to the Man City game at the Emirates it, to me it wasn't any better because we lost we conceded three goals quicker than we did at, at Wembley worse and in Brighton I didn't even watch that game you know because I just could not be bothered you know because I just knew what was going to happen here it would be the same sort of football it would be the same sort of outcome there would be some errors somewhere there would be no accountability it would just be trash and it was what I thought but I will tell you this I think I I just I know that you didn't watch the Brighton match but I think of the four matches that we're talking about right now the, like I said to you guys earlier this weekend, the second half against Brighton may have been the best 45 minutes we've put in. And I, I we, should, we showed like we had a bit more fight time. about it, about ourselves in the second half. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we definitely, un, until, but it was un, too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But un, and we were getting the better off them until Kolasniak made that assault of an attacker. On uh, I don't know what the player was, but he not, not um, the Jesus-like Sh- one. Shalotto. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and that gave them a bit of time to recoup and uh, regroup, and stopped our momentum uh, and made us, you know, they were able to handle us a bit better at that point. What I thought we'd do is I I said rather than going through the games, what I'd do is I'd ask um, a question roughly around each game and see what you think. Uh, with the Osasund game. I thought, saying, um, do you think we took the game for granted? And do you think that these fringe players, our second-tier players, should have been bang up for it? I definitely think we took it for granted. Um, I don't... But the thing that frustrates me is we took it for granted, but like you mentioned, the fringe players and the second, I guess, team, if that's what you want to call it, you would think that these guys would want to be in the first team. Therefore, they know they have to put in a performance if they want to you know, say, hey, I'm present, I'm willing to play, I think I'm capable of playing in the first team, I want to make your decision more difficult. And they just, half of them just don't show up. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, do they, do they not care? Is make, it the fact that Wenger's so, lo- so loyal to his normal core of players that they know they're not going to get into the starting? Like, I don't understand what the hell goes on in the background that makes them just look like they don't give a fuck when they're out there like it drives me crazy and like you were just gonna say maitland niles we've talked about this before his persona his personality on the field infuriates me he looks like he does not care at all he was in his preferred position as well yeah he just seems like he has no passion he has no sense of urgency he just you know he there was one play that he got shrugged off in midfield and he kind of just like got up slowly and tracked back you know, at his own pace, and it's like, wh- where the hell is your sense of urgency? I just, I don't know. It drives me crazy. That's that's my opinion on that, Manny. Manny let's let's ask. have it. Uh, um, the attitude of all of these players sucks. 
So when you guys are saying, oh, this is my opportunity to impress, for me, I knew they wouldn't because, again, that, that sort of mentality that, you know, we got this in the bag is just rife in this club. So I was not surprised at all by that performance. Um, is Wenger too loyal to his core players? Of course, you only got to look at the lineups of the majority of games in the Premier League to see that is the case. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I wasn't surprised. Um, they didn't grab the opportunity at all, and even if they did, they wouldn't have played in the cup final or in the or in the following league games anyway. So yeah, I suppose just to finish off on that one, my thoughts are um, players like Chambers holding and Lenny to a certain degree. Um, these players are trying to break into the the first team. They're if they don't make it good now, they need to go on loan or be sold. It was a perfect opportunity for them to to show off, and I just thought they, uh, they I don't, I just think they went in pure apathy. But I think you'll find the word apathy, directionless. Um, lack of leadership, <laughs> lack of inspiration can go right through the whole theme of what's happening at the moment. The next question, Manny, um, if you start on this one, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a two-part one to a certain degree. Um, uh, Wenger talked about goal number two and it being uh, offside of Sané. Uh, did you think he was active and offside? And also, what were your thoughts uh, about the fans leaving, including myself, after 75 minutes? In short, the Sané goal, no. Um, he wasn't active. Um, if you look at Ospino, um, Ospino was diving that side anyway. Um, I think it was the reason why he was going to that side is because I think he anticipated the ball to go out to Danilo, who was completely free on that side. Um, so he was going in that direction anyway. So no, he wasn't offside. I think it just chatting rubbish. Um, fans leaving early, I do not blame them. Okay, it was cold. Um, you've just seen 90 minutes or however however minutes it was um, of nothing from your team. You saw no pride. You saw no fight. You saw nothing. So why should you stick around and keep on singing in the cold for a group of players who don't give a damn? So I praise the fans for leaving. It was fucking cold. But yeah. it, it, there was there was quite a lot of aggro on the way back up to the tube. Fans fighting among fans and stuff like that. Mike, what's your thoughts on it? Disappointing performance. You would have thought that a cup final would at least motivate them and get their uh, at least their uh, interest up in being able to put in a performance. It's a one-off match, opportunity to win some silverware, and they just they just didn't show up. They first half, I think we were decent in terms of trying to shut them down and then until that goal came along where Mustafi uh, had a mental lapse and I think it was all downhill from there. I think they, they put their heads down and they lost confidence in themselves, lost confidence in each other and the rest is history unfortunately, a, a very very sad history at least. Unfortunately, so I was listening to 606 um, and there's some regular that uh, rings up Mancunian uh, lady and she was moaning about all the Arsenal fans that left early. Uh, but she did give credit to the, the, the 100 or so that stayed to watch Man City on the, uh, parade the trophy. To be honest, I think it's a nice thing if a, if a fan stays back and acknowledges another, another team. But um, 
I'd struggle. One with the public transport, it takes you forever to either get into um, onto the tube if you want to go straight home or if you want to get into a bar, all the bars fill up quite quickly. So uh, depending on what your priorities are, you get out of that bloody stadium as quick as you can. The third question relates to... Um, the third question relates to the Man City Thursday night game. Um, so there was a few things around this, and it's again, to do with the theme of apathy. Um, the fans appear to be apathetic, whether it be the weather, uh, but there was like 20 or 30,000 season ticket holders didn't turn up. Yes, there was uh, trouble trying to get in to London. Yes, it was cold, uh, but, you know, a, a, an attendance of about 30,000. Has the apathy affected, one, the fans' attitude? I know it has mine. Um, the team's attitude and the manager's attitude in the fact that he didn't even make any substitutions. Yeah, I'm not... I was surprised that he didn't make any substitutions, to be honest. Um, I didn't even think of it until after the match. I was just so frustrated watching that second half uh, until I saw something on Twitter... Uh, talking about no substitutions, and I was like, wait a minute, they really didn't make any substitutions. Like, what the hell was that all about? Um, but, again, performance I thought was better than at Wembley. I thought we showed a little bit more fight, but, I mean, we got picked apart. Uh, we had some chances to score, but Man City, they when they just turned up the heat, they just ripped us to shreds. And, and it, it's quite embarrassing to watch it. They've done this both at Wembley and at the Emirates. They got 3-0 up. They were playing with us like a cat plays with a, a dying mouse. God, I'm getting very poetic here, aren't I? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, if, I was afraid that if they actually showed up and tried to make a statement, they could have easily put probably another three past us in that second and, half. And I think Pep just said, no, enough. Just, just. Yeah. and I, I, think, I just think out of res- that he's got that much respect for Wenger. And I think the same thing happened to Chelsea this weekend. I don't know if you guys watched some of the footage, but there was a play there that Man City was just knocking the ball around in the in their in their offensive third, and the Chelsea players were just lined up in two lines, and were literally just standing there watching them move the ball. I think the same thing happened to them. The only difference is is that they're more organized defensively, so they limited the damage to one zero, opposed to us. We got shredded to pieces in 30 minutes, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was just really disappointed. Like I told you guys before, I was hopeful of a bounce-back performance. I was hopeful that they'd show up. The supporters, on the other hand, I know that the weather was uh, inclement over there. <laughs> I know that for you guys, a couple of inches of snow is dreadful. Like I told you before, we're expecting uh, anywhere between six inches to a foot and a half. Yeah, but is that is that man six inches or is it real six inches? No, that's. I'll send you guys a picture. It's when we get snow, it's not like flurries. In fairness, I know because. My, my, my brother lives over there as well, so I have seen We're going to get smashed, so I'll send you guys pictures just for evidence. But, uh, yeah, I think that the fans are finally, uh, again, apart from the fact that it was difficult to get there in the, in the weather, I think some of the fans are really starting to show their discontent, which, again, they're entitled to do so. I mean, they're paying supporters. They go to the matches, and if they choose to not to go, then that's totally up to them. And I think that the club needs to take notice, but... In terms of Arsene Wenger in that match, he, I've we followed Arsenal for years and years, but I don't think I've ever seen him the way he looked on the bench in that match. He just looked completely shattered. He looked void of any sort of idea, any motivation. You didn't motivation, see him at Brighton. 
any conf- well we're ha- we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> but the thursday match he was just as soon as i saw the camera pan over to him i was like what the hell he just looked so battered so battered i it really and i posted an article about it but it really pained me to see how just defeated he looked and i know he's brought it on himself and manny's gonna have a go at me for this but um it it really just hurts hurts to see him that way because he's kind of put himself in that position and there's others that have allowed him to put himself in that position manny your thoughts on those questions so the apathy theme first of all cry me a river about wenger you know this cry me a river boohoo oh look he looks miserable he looks ill whatever apathy Um, you get paid well right to sit there and do nothing um you get paid well to make the correct substitution hold on hold on hold on i'm getting there you get paid well to make the correct substitutions you don't make any substitutions at all and then a few days later you're complaining about the players being jaded that makes no sense to me at all um, I was I was watching Arsenal fan TV after the game, and one guy who actually spoke really well, um, he was saying that he was watching um, Iwobi and Nketiah warm up for 40 minutes, um, and they didn't come on at all. Uh, I mean that that says it all to me. That the logic, um, the Arsenal finger logic, you know, um, in terms of the fans, do I blame them? Again, no. Um, had we had won uh, the Carabao Cup, the stadium would have been full. Um, the stadium would have been bouncing. I think the fans would have been excited to, to come and watch the team. I think um, it would have been some empty seats because of the, 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 the yeah stuff. Because <coughs> Mark and some of the guys out in Clacton, there was no trains coming in from Essex. So, but in the <coughs> anybody who could have got there would have got there. I mean, possibly. Um, you look at the Man City and and it was packed, and I'm. I'm guessing the majority of them came from Manchester and wherever else and other parts of the country as well so do I blame the fans for not being there no because the majority of them probably expected that performance and it was freezing again so why would you sit and freeze your nuts off to watch a team that is going to put in such a tame and pathetic performance and get battered again what is the point I mean yeah that might be Arsene Wenger ringing your doorbell. Believe me, you don't want that to be him, but yeah, <laughs> let me answer that. So that brings me on to question number four while um, while Manny gets the door. See, I'm a poet and I don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, we obviously had uh, Brighton and we've seen the images of Arsene Wenger sitting there, handshaking, uh, breaking a little lollipop stick on the bench and frustration and... Uh, lack of ideas, I think. Um, but my question is more around uh, players and the selection. Rambo and Bellerin both dropped. Rambo not taken and Bellerin on the bench. Thoughts? Yeah, I was surprised. Well, based on the rumours that we had seen leading up to that match, um, in terms of... Do you believe them? Uh, I mean, the fact that Rambo wasn't even taken makes me wonder I mean, if if in fact we can get sued rumor, on here by the way <laughs> I mean it's just an opinion there's no difference of whether we're putting it on Twitter or Allegedly. on voice um, I I mean we've seen the rumors in terms of you know there was a bust up in the dressing room and uh, Kossiani was in tears in terms of they had a players meeting on Monday or whatnot whether that's true or not I don't I'm not sure right we don't it's all speculation and 
all we have to do is either believe it or not because we don't have insight into what goes on behind closed doors. And the fact that he, the fact that the rumors were Ramsey was the one that was leaking the information, and then he's dropped, made me wonder like, is it is that in fact what's happening? I mean, the fact that he was dropped, Bellerin was dropped out of the eleven, but he was at least on the bench. And even though, even if Fenger was looking at the AC Milan match on Thursday, it still makes you wonder why wasn't he at least on the bench? Like even if he didn't use him, you still have that option off the bench. Whereas he's at home, you don't have that option. And Wenger has this obsession with Aaron Ramsey. There's been times that he's put him into the starting eleven in positions that don't even make sense for him just to get him in there. I mean when he used to play out on the wing, he used to drive me absolutely nuts because I hate seeing him out wide. But it makes you wonder why was he completely left out of the squad. And again, there might be a perfectly good reason, and he may have been looking ahead, but if that was the case, then why was Bellerin on the bench and Ramsey wasn't? Very similar to yourself. that um, I think uh, Rambo getting dropped is possibly down to... Um, well, he did have an injury, uh, only... He hadn't played for a couple of games because he was nursing an injury. He came back for a few games and then goes off injured again. Uh, so that would probably be used as the reason. But if he is the guy who's leaking to the press, allegedly, um, then fingers under enough pressure without needing that sort of shenanigans going on. With regards to Bellerin getting dropped, well, to be honest, he's under no fucking pressure whatsoever at Arsenal. Have you seen Debussy? Okay, he's gone to Ligue 1, um, has gone and scored, was it two or three goals? Um, Something like that. Yeah, and he's, he's, um, and he's reinvigorated himself. And he's been voted player of the month the ahead month. of Neymar in the French yeah. League. You know, the guy was unfortunately got injured with us um, and uh, he never really got a proper run. And then Bellerin became the flavour of the month, young and everything else. Not a bad player. Couldn't cross himself in church, which I've said before. Um, uh, he's fast, but I, I, I was glad he was dropped. Uh, dropped I for, was glad too. Dropped for Chambers. Well, Chambers is naturally a right back. That's where he played at Southampton. He has the ability to play as a centre back, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that the the fact that Chambers is up against Izquierdo, who is a very quick player, creative. Um, I know Manny had mentioned that it made him think of uh, the time that Chambers was up against uh, Jefferson Montero, I believe was against Swansea. Uh, so the fact that he comes into the starting 11 and he's up against a similar type player on that uh, right side was uh, ironic to say the least. But I, I, I honestly prefer him at, on the right than at center back. I think he's less... Uh, prone to make such a disastrous mistake as he did do you think against the, Ostersons and Do you think that, Mustafi was moved across that side to, to cover him? Yeah, I think Mustafi has a little bit more pace um, than Kosciani, so he offers you a little bit more um, in terms of recovery that Chambers doesn't have and Kosciani doesn't have as, as well either. So, Manny, have you dished up that pizza yet? Yeah, for the last time, I did not order any pizza. All right. <laughs> um, so answer the question then this time. Um, Bellerin, you know what? Bellerin being dropped made no sense to me at all. Um, because if you look at the the left-sided player for Brighton, he's not a slouch. Okay, he's, he's very quick. So Wenger logic kicks in and goes, oh, I know, this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to take out one of the quickest right backs in the league and I'm going to put in one of the slowest centre backs that I have in the squad to deal with one of the quickest wingers in the league absolutely ridiculous decision I mean I don't understand um, in terms of Ramsey now Wenger loves Ramsey he loves that guy so much to the point um, when you guys were talking about Ramsey being played on the wing there was a time we were playing against Tottenham and um, Carl Jenkinson was our right back and oh don't talk about him I mean, Don't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> poor guy. So he took off Carl Jenkinson, who's actually having a decent game, and put on Ramsey to play our right back. So that's that's the sort of relationship they have that whenever Ramsey's here, he's going to shoehorn him into the team. So the fact that he was dropped completely and people were saying, no, he's got Thursday in mind. If he had Thursday in mind, Koscielny wouldn't have played. Um, Mustafi probably um, Ozil wouldn't have played Mkhitaryan wouldn't have played but those guys did and Ramsey was dropped completely um, so there's probably more to this story um, do we know for sure that Ramsey leaked um, the things that were happening in the dressing room no we don't know but it's kind of a coincidence that you know the rumour has it that it was Ramsey and he was completely dropped from the squad but yeah. he, could have been, he could have been injured oh please <laughs> Please, let's so just stop a, right there. We've got a couple of games coming up uh, over the weekend. We've got one on Thursday night, six o'clock this uh, in the UK um, on Thursday. And I was going to be staying away with work and the hotel I was going to be staying in didn't have Sky. It was in the middle of nowhere. Da, 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 da. I decided I, I rang up the secretary and said, look, cancel my hotel. I'll just drive home after the meeting and I'll drive back down the next day. Um and I then saw that the fixtures are six o'clock, so I might be listening to at least the first half while sitting in traffic on the lovely London Orbital, the M25. Um, I might get to see the second half. Where are you watching it, guys? I will be likely at work, so I will. I normally will have my iPad up and I'll have the game going, and I will record it as well just so I can watch it without any distractions when I get home. Just to torture yourself. Manny, where are you watching it? <laughs> I don't even know if I am going to watch it, to be honest. Um, Take that back. You don't mean it. Yeah, I think, really? I, I think you've got to watch <laughs> the first first leg. And if the Europa League is all we've got left in the season. Jesus, how, how, bad, how bad is that for Arsenal? Fergus, Fergus, I don't have to do anything. Um, Manny, don't throw in the towel, damn it. Oh, please. I, I, threw in the towel in the towel. I threw in the towel a long time ago. Well, I picked the towel up and threw it back at you. Yes, I catch you it. Watch and, and you missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say you had to catch it. I just threw it at you. Yeah, you threw it at me and you missed. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's it's boring, okay, gentlemen? It's boring, all right? I would be so much happier if we were losing with a bit of pride and a bit of fight and, and, and showing a bit more. But we keep making errors. Um, you go into games lately and you just expect the same things because nothing changes so what makes you think things are going to be different because what well, because we played AC Milan the players look like they've thrown in the towel um, the manager just just sits there playing with lollipop sticks instead of standing up and actually you know directing his players and giving instructions I mean it, it's going to be the same thing again so I, I can't be bothered all in right? terms of the lollipop stick thing I don't know why it's 
being so talked about because if anyone pays attention to Arsene Wenger on the bench, he's always playing with an elastic every match. So I'm not sure why the whole he didn't use lollipop. To. He didn't. Use he's it. for years. He's always playing yeah, with a goddamn years, rubber been, band on his finger. For for ten years, he's been questioned, and for the last five or six years, he's been under pressure. An FA Cup here and there, fantastic, but you know he's been under pressure. And cry me a river. <laughs> Crimea River. So don't expected care. Li- expected lineups, guys. <laughs> Mike, I'm nervous at the fact that uh, Welbeck is going to have to lead the line. Yep. I know. Oh my God, that that just in itself makes me super paranoid. The fact that he. When was the last time he scored? I can't even remember. September. It was in a Europa League match, I think, wasn't it? No, it, oh, wasn't, was that, it was in that September. Fumbled, that fumble goal. Oh, he, no, yeah, wait. Remember that, that fumble? Was league. Yeah, I think that was a. Wasn't it a Europa League match? Oh, I can't remember what it was. was it, no, was it not. Um, was it not not Norwich? Uh, no, no, it was, was against Doncaster? Belgrade. It was against Belgrade, I believe. The last, the last, um, the last group game. It was against oh, right. Belgrade at home. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah, that yeah. It, I, I was. He in didn't Spain. even. It looked like he didn't even mean to hit it. It just he managed to just push it in with his body. I, I was in Spain and I had one of those Spanish cocktails, so it's all a bit of a blur for me. Yeah, um, that that in itself makes me nervous. Obviously, the back line is probably going to be. Uh, do we go to a back three or go to a back four? I think back maybe seven. We go to a <laughs> uh, and people are talking about AC Milan, and I mean they're on a decent run of form. They haven't lost in quite some time. If there's one thing, it's that their, it's their nine uh, it's nine year longest unbeaten run. And if there's one thing that this team is going to have is passion and desire and that comes from their manager who is an absolute fucking nutcase have you heard I, some of the stuff he's come out and oh said oh my god sometimes we're good sometimes we're fucking shit yeah that's when he was over and I think he was in Greece at the time but <laughs> that soundbite is fucking classic it is so you can use it in so many different contexts it's amazing but the, if there's one thing that he transmits to his team it is passion and grit and fight and this AC Milan team is far, far, far from some of the great teams that they've had. And and on paper, maybe we're better than them on paper. Ooh. But these guys are going to show up for this match. And, and they've, they've rumor sold. has it they've sold 60,000 tickets already for the match. So, so the place is going to be rocking. It's going to be... Capacity? Um, I want to say it's in the 80s. I can confirm, but I'm almost positive it's in the 80s. There's quite a lot of Arsenal guys going out there as well. So I didn't fancy it. Didn't fancy getting stabbed in the arse, to be honest. <laughs> you don't speak Italian? Yeah, uh, pizza. But yeah, 80. <laughs> 80,018 is the capacity at the okay. San Zero. So there's going to be 20,000 empty seats. Well, still, it's still going to rock, and they'll sell on the yeah. day as well. So yeah, it'll score. be an interesting atmosphere. We got score predictions. Um, I'll go first if you want. Go ahead. I gotta think about this. Um, the fact that we got well back up front, um, I think the most important thing that we'll do, because we'll hope to have Lacazette back for the uh, second leg, if there's a game to be had, I will go nil nil. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a long day, lads. <laughs> no, you're not getting away with that one. You're not getting away with that one. You, we, hold, we, hold on. We, we, we need. That's the result we need. Hold on. You you are expecting this team who have conceded, what, three, six, eight, 
10 goals. 10 goals in four games to go away to AC Milan and keep a clean sheet. Really? No, that's not going to happen. 3-1 Milan. Oh, oh my heart. And 3-1 and, and <laughs> Milan keeps us in the tie only because we get the one away goal, which means everybody be forced to go down and get behind them. I'm going to say... I have two predictions. I'm going to go with my... My head tells me two to one Milan, but my heart tells me one to one, and Welbeck scores. <laughs> one one wouldn't be the end of the day either. So no, no. Neither would two to one, to be honest. Uh, yeah, because the away goal, the away yeah. goal. Then we can move on to Watford. Um, it's Mother's Day or Mothering Sunday or whatever you want to call it in the UK. Um, uh, I have sold my seat um, to Kenji, Kenji Wong. It's uh, his wife, Carol, bought it uh, as a surprise for him for uh, his birthday. Um, so oh, that's I, sweet. So uh, I got him a ticket in the upper tier because I was going, and then I was going to arrange to meet up for beers and everything else. And then I looked at the date in the diary and realised it was Mother's Day. Um, and... Uh, We've got to spend t- some time at least with our mums, and I don't think I'd get away with a day on the piss with my uh, with some friends if um, on Mother's Day. So uh, I'll be watching it probably at home or maybe from the local for an hour or so. Uh, you guys home? I'll be home as well, probably feeding Santi at some point. Yeah, Santi that. on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully mm. it's uh. Hopefully we get a decent um, result on. Thursday, so it makes for the weekend's match a little bit more entertaining. To be honest, the weekend's match doesn't really matter. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going to that match. I'm not going to Stoke at home on Easter Sunday. Uh, I think the next home game we got is Burnley at home on the fifth of May, which is the last home game of the season, uh, which is probably the only game if I attend. Um, another game before the end of the season that I'll go and, uh, and go there and I am making up a banner I'm going to bring my own banner uh, Whoa. And, and it will be fuck off finger there we go <laughs> it's been said okay um, brave man <laughs> no 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 there'll be lots of people with banners there then <laughs> okay um, yourself lineups what do we think on lineups I don't care honestly well, I don't give a damn I don't it's care not enough there. work you know I don't, I, don't, I don't care who we play. I, I don't care who's on the lineup. I, I just don't care at this point. Um, I've, I've, I've come to that, that that point where I'm just like, you know what, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. There used to be a time where I couldn't miss uh, an Arsenal game. Um, the 2002 FA Cup final, my mum decided to take me out to go shopping down the market. And the whole time I was just looking at the clock, just begging to get back home because I didn't want to lose to miss that game now I just missing an Arsenal game just, just it just doesn't matter to me anymore so you need to get your priority sorted out man Jesus I don't miss one what's wrong with you good so for you I I just, you yeah, I'm at that point gentlemen I mean if it's Mother's Day I'd rather be spending it with my mum doing something you know doing something that's worthy rather than watch these 11 yeah let me let me know I get that. <laughs> so, Manny, um, I know yep. you're not going to be here ever again now. Uh, so, can we have your final score prediction? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we'll, we'll probably sneak it 2-1. You think Troy Deeney will play? Him and his cojones? Yeah, he'll play. He'll play. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For He's going to get so much shit for that. You know, he, he probably won't care because Troy Deeney spoke the truth. And, and the thing is, if those players... Well, actually, they don't have anything about them. But, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see I what happens. I think he'll get booed every time he touches the ball. Oh, yeah. 100%. And rightfully but, but so. 100%. The, the supporters. How many of them are going to be there? All 14. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kenji wouldn't give him too much. He's a nice guy. He won't give him... So 13 the, uh, the, so. players, the players on the bench warming up will boo him, too. <laughs> right, what's your score prediction? Um, I'm going to say we get a good performance on Thursday and we bounce back on s- this weekend with a 3-0. Oh, you are optimistic. Um, <laughs> I I uh, see, as I said, 1-1, one, one, uh, or sorry, a, a nil-nil draw in Milan um, and I see us losing... To one to Watford on the basis that anybody who needs to be rested will be rested because our season all relies on Thursday the 15th. Uh, Wenger gets sacked on the 16th if um, if all doesn't go well uh, or he resigns one or the other. So, um, yeah, St. Patrick's weekend could be a big weekend for me. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, listen. Last week we spent a lot of time answering questions from uh, from people who brought it, brought in questions on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, some of them we could answer, some of them we couldn't. So let's get into those. The first one was from Alex, Alex Howarth. Alex, I know uh, he's actually um, he's not an Arsenal fan, but he does listen to the the podcast. He's an Aston Villa fan, and he said um, Arsenal have been a top four team since the formation of the Premier League, but can you really consider them a top four club anymore? Yes, yes, you can. Um, we've only been out the top four once, um, probably for the second time this season, yeah. but come on, I mean, we've been consistent enough in the past. Um, one or two seasons doesn't change that completely. Um, I mean, it, it's a rut at the moment, but um, to say that we're not a top four side all of a sudden, I mean, come on, get real. I uh, yeah I agree with what Manny said. I I don't think I think it takes a lot more than one or two years to be in a struggle for you to not be considered a top four or top team in the Premier League. I mean the the Premier League is unlike some others in the world where there are you know five four five six teams that could potentially win it, opposed to most other leagues in the world where it's normally the same one or two sometimes three if they're they're fortunate but yeah i think it's it's going to take a lot more than a year and a half or two years for arsenal to be struggling to not consider them a top team like i like i had said before in our previous discussion chelsea finished 10th place a couple years ago yes i know they won the league the year after but did anyone question whether they were a top team or not after they had a disastrous season No. no so i don't think anything like that should apply to Arsenal just because of the form that they're in. Do you want to take the next question from Pete, Peter Turvey? Yes, sir. So eight homegrown player rule will be interesting as well. Coming into the season, Arsenal named 10 homegrown players in the 25-man squad. That included Theo, Ox, Chuba, Akpom, Holding, Chambers, Wellback, and Bellerin. Three of them are already gone. The others, Jack, 
Aaron and Welbeck all have contracts that are running down. Chambers isn't good enough. Obviously, Reese Nelson and Maitland-Niles will take two slots, but we need eight. Do we keep players to make up the quota numbers, or do we pay silly money for a Harry Maguire type? I'll let you go first. Well, we didn't pay uh, decent money for Johnny Evans, who could have come in and filled a, a, an area that we definitely needed. Um, I think we need to renew Jack's contract, because uh, I think he's the only guy who gives a fuck. Um, Aaron Ramsey, who knows what, what the current speculation is. I still think he's a good player, despite what... Uh, mixed opinions about the guy, but I think managed correctly, playing in the right setup. The guy is a world-class player. Danny Welbeck, he's handy to have in the squad, pace and stuff like that. It does frighten defence. Uh, and, um, you know, he, he will pull one or two uh, defenders away. Uh, but he's not good enough to be leading the line on Thursday night. Uh, Maitland-Niles, Reese Nelson, good prospects. Yeah, you keep them. I probably would dump Chambers. I'd probably even consider dumping Holding because he, he just doesn't ha- hasn't looked up to it. Um, it it's difficult. We, we, there, there are a few players out there. Like Johnny Evans is a decent centre-back. Maguire is a great defender. I think we need to spend... Look, listen, it doesn't matter what we do. As long as we've got the manager that we've got, there's no point in chucking good money after bad. Um, the board need to... They, they, they need to just... Well, they need to get rid of Wenger, get a new manager in place, and just have a, a broom, tidy up tidy up some of these contracts, tidy up the shit players, get rid of them, a new manager, give them no more than... Until the end, if, if Vingo went now, you'd give the players now until the end of the season to prove it, if not we have a complete clean-out in the summer. I think the only um, player I would definitely get rid of um, would be what would be to go out on loan. Um, Chambers. I'm not, as, I'm not as harsh as Mike when it comes to Chambers. Um, Come on. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> none of our defenders are good though. You know what I mean? So so it's, make it's, it harsh. An <laughs> it's harsh. I think you'll be I think you're being harsh. Um How, but hold on, oh, oh. just before you finish this. Yeah. Chambers was out on loan at Middlesbrough, a Premier League team at the time, and played regularly okay. at Middlesbrough. He had the chance to get experience in the Premier League. Okay. Iwobi has been in and out of the squad. Okay. You know, he's had opportunities in the Premier League, he's gone on runs, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. Chambers had regular football in the Premier League okay. and he has not developed or improved. So I don't know why people cut slack on him. Like he had it's not like he's a young player that comes in and out of the squad. He was away to develop and play regularly and he did and he did not improve. I don't get why we cut slack on him. Okay, hold on. To, to answer your question quickly. Um out You're staying in, very calm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, in Wenger's 22-year reign, the man has only bought three good defenders that have actually developed and been good defenders. Colotore, Saul Campbell, and Koscielny. The rest that he's bought in have all suffered the same fate, come in and regressed. Chambers, and he, and he, this, Chambers is a victim of that as well. And Colchelny was struggling. You think back to the League Cup final in 2010 against Birmingham, he was a disaster. He was, but then you can't say that he didn't become a decent defender. 
he became you know, a better he, defender when he played against alongside Perma Asaka. Regardless of that, he became a better defender. Okay, and then Colotore and So Campbell speaks for themselves. So I think we're being. I think I think Mike's being harsh on on Chambers. Um, so I, he, I would, he, I, would, he, I, would he, I would I would give him a shot on the, a new manager. A lot of these players for me will not develop while Wenger is there. You know, I mean, that's that's the way I see it. That almost goes. We'll do another question in a second, but that topic covers a question by James T from Arsenal Thoughts. He yeah. says, you know, everyone says it's time for Wenger to move on and for Arsenal to succeed again. That's required. Um, but can you see a change in the manager bringing honours and can he bring out uh, some more? serious competitiveness within uh, the squad and I think you top of half answered that by saying nothing could be assessed really until we get get another manager of course I mean I mean possibly I mean a, a new manager could well, probably wouldn't change anything and if it didn't then we would know where the problems were but I firmly believe right that we will not see the true potential of this team until Wenger moves out of the way and allows somebody to come in and actually work with these guys right because you you can't tell me that these all of them are not good enough some of them are right but then you've got others who are good enough and under Wenger they're suffering and there's been players who have come in this club who have suffered as well recent Lucas Perez who came in and didn't get a fair shot Right, who didn't get a fair shot and then got sent out on loan, even though he, when he did get a shot, he did decent. Yeah, you know, Lucas Podolski, Podolski, Arshavin. I mean, there's countless Arshavin players. A couple of fish. I think Arshavin was like a, a big, a big deal when we signed him, but I don't think he really liked it over. Here. He didn't like the tax he was paying. Scott Wise asked a similar question about the current crop of players, and well, I think we've answered that. The final question that we'll look at was um, another one from Peter. And he said, uh, "Can we discuss that there, there were the fact that Arsenal existed before Wenger, and it will continue to in the future? It seems a lot of people forget that we're more than a one manager team. Well, we we all know that. Uh, <laughs> acknowledged. Yeah, um, I think I think it's obvious, and it's unfortunate that it's come to this. Uh, if the rumours are true this weekend, or." Uh, last night i meant to say uh, about wenger reportedly saying that he told his staff that he won't step down uh that's i guess frustrating to say the least um i think that it shouldn't be about him anymore i know that we'll have this back and forth and i know manny is probably smashing his computer right now but uh um i just think that he is in between caring too much about the club and caring too much about himself that it's kind of causing way too many bad decisions at this point and it it needs to end sooner rather than later and i'm going to open that up to manny's rant because he has been waiting for him to get this off his chest so i give you the floor yeah i've been waiting to do this um the reason why i decided to do it is a conversation that we were having um on our little group on Facebook um, where I uh, mentioned Arsene Wenger and I said he was a thing and Fergus took offense to it and told me to be respectful um, uh, of a statement that Mike agreed to. Um, one of the, there's a lot of reasons why I'm frustrated with Wenger, but um, I mean, most people when they see Wenger, they, they see 
you know, managerial stability, forgetting that if you're in a job as long as he has been, then guess what? You are successful. If you are underperforming, you should be sacked. I mean, that, that should go without saying. Wenger has had 12 years to build a competent squad. And in those 12 years, we've been in a title race once, 10 years ago. And we've been in the last stages of the Champions League four times in that time. Bear in mind, his Champions League record... I would say 2010 was the last time we won the title race. The, no, Fergus. The last time we won the title race was 2007, 2008, when we were leading, going up to the Birmingham game, where we were still uh, uh, in the title race. You're correct. That was in the that time. Year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was saying about his Champions League record as a whole. For me... For a club like Arsenal, a successful Champions League campaign, minimum quarterfinals. Agreed. Minimum. Six times in 19 years we've been beyond the round of 16. So when people crave Champions League football, I'm thinking to myself, why? We don't compete in that anyway. You know, but for me, he's been given ample time to overturn sustained underperformance. And guess what? He's failed. When he came to Arsenal he was innovator his methods were ahead of the curve and he profited from that he was awesome in the early years I can't take that away from him but being an innovator has been his downfall because other managers have caught up and left him behind it's a different game now and Wenger hasn't evolved he hasn't adapted he hasn't learned if you look at Ferguson he consistently rebuilt himself he may have been stubborn but not to the point it clouded his judgment and what was best for his team meanwhile Wenger has allowed his stubbornness and his ego to come before the team. And we are paying for that. I, 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 I'm sorry, I, I just can't respect that I'm in the present. And what he's done doesn't matter to me anymore. The here, the now and the future matters. And if people stopped living off past glories, they'll realize that he's been spoiled milk for years. And it's time we threw it out. He said he wanted to leave the club in the best possible shape. He had the chance to do that, fellas. He had the chance to do that. But he let his ego get in the way to the detriment of this club. And we are paying for it. We really are. And it upsets me. It really, really upsets me. The man is good at pointing out problems. But where are these solutions? Where are the solutions? He's got excuse after excuse, but never solutions the players are low in confidence then whose job is it to motivate them every match he sits there no motivation he offers no advice no guidance no leadership to players who desperately need it when they look to the bench he just sits there it's like he just expects the players to figure it out the hybrid teams probably could but not these guys enough with the sentimental crap we don't owe Arsene Wenger anything Arsenal Football Club don't owe him anything. We were great before him, we were great with him, and we will be great without him. Enough with the sentimental rubbish. Oh, he should be allowed to leave, and 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 he we should have a statue of him, and we should do this and that. Enough. You know what? Enough of all of that. I've had it. You know what? You know what, mate? I think your rant, um, albeit as passionate as, as it was or is um, I think we've all caught up on you and I think the majority yeah. are feeling very very much the same and it, it, it's taken 
uh, well, this season, uh, the last, well, this since January, losing eight games, four games in a trot, uh, not turning up at Wembley, not turning up against Osasun. Just I mean, listen back to this podcast and that, 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 you know. I mean, Fergus, like, I, I've taken abuse, you know, from, from people on you the forum. No, no, no. I've taken abuse from people on the forum, you know, questioning why I'm a fan. And and I took abuse at the, the protests last season because we saw this coming. And the most upsetting thing is he's not going to go quietly and he's not going to go on his shield like most people wanted to. He's going to make things difficult and uncomfortable for everyone. He can't see that his actions are causing damage. They're selfish. And the more he digs in, the more resentment he's going to create. But you guys are expecting me to be respectful. How can I be respectful of someone who is making a mockery of something that I love so much? I can't do that. Him being there is making a mockery of us. Other fans are singing they want him to stay and there's only one Arsene Wenger. Enough, enough is enough. If he loved this club like you guys say he does, he would walk away. There's nothing wrong with walking away. We've all done it in the past. So walk. I've had enough, mate. I think he does, uh, and I agree with having enough. I think he does, uh, but I think he's been there that long. He's institutionalised himself. He's selfish. And and, and maybe possibly, but I think uh, he... Uh, it's like in, in a long marriage, you know, or a long relationship. He's, he might be scared of moving on to the next phase, but he has to move on. He will move on. The, just the question but is, for us, is: He's not going to move. He's not going to no, move he, on he, quietly. He, he, he's not going to move on quietly. No, You're going to have to drag him out of this club. And if he loved it so much, you wouldn't have to drag him nowhere. I agree with you on that point. If he, if he, if he makes it nasty, if he makes it ugly, then he will l- lose an awful lot of respect from people. There's an awful lot of people who still respect him. I was speaking to somebody today uh, who doesn't listen to, to this, or, 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 but uh, diehard Arsenal fan, diehard uh, Wenger. Well, he's been there since, he said, his first game he went and saw was 1976 and we lost... Uh, 2-1 to Bristol Rovers or Bristol City I can't remember which one he said but he's been all over the place and uh, he has a lot of time and respect for, for, for Wenger and what he's done but also mentioned he's going to tarnish what legacy he has he already has. has a legacy in it. He, 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 maybe he so. already has maybe, maybe so maybe and he so. keeps on doing it and that that's you know what to, you've, you may have heard me speak and and, and with anger and you hear that I clearly have no respect for Arsene Wenger at all but there was a time where I did and there was a time where I would have said you know what he deserves to leave when he wants to Um, there was a time where I greatly respected him but the more I listened to him speak the excuses the fact that he lets these players run riot and he lets this club become a joke under his watch a club that he says he cares about so much if you cared about this club so much you would do no, a lot I more I know mate I know, you would I do know. more but yeah you, that that's me um, I finally got that off my chest <laughs> it's taken it's taken well, it's taken <laughs> a little good. hey listen before we finish on the questions didn't, didn't you have some from the Brazilian Gooners yeah, so I have a. I sp- I've been speaking to them regularly, and and they've been sharing the podcast. So I just wanted to make a mention of them, and uh, they sent me a few comments and some questions. So one of the questions kind of leads into, or kind of comes off the back of the rant that Manny just had. But I'll ask you both. Uh, I guess thirty seconds on the clock for both of you. We'll start with uh, uh, Fergus. 
What do you think was the biggest mistake Arsene Wenger made that has led us to this point? Manny, you go first. <laughs> 30 seconds, go. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go mistake. I'm going to go fairly recent, the 2015 transfer window. Um, we bought Ozil, we bought Sanchez after the World Cup, and that transfer window was the time to add more quality, and we only bought Petacek. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even use 30 seconds. <laughs> letting letting um, the Dutch rapist go uh, would be one. Um, uh, Van Persie, we let him go. We should have forced him into his contract and keep his contract. Uh, look what he did when he went to Man United, he won the league. Uh, our team at that point was better. Uh, and to let Van Persie go to our rivals, send him to Turkey, send him where you like. And the only other thing I will say is not uh, taking Fabregas back. Um, there mm. we go. Mm, I can agree with all those points. I like that. Um, another comment here was in terms of the potential replacement. Uh, one of them mentioned, do you think Sean Deitch is a no. possible candidate? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not anyhow. Not anyhow, the, not Sean Deitch, not, no. The no. other one. Listen, <laughs> if you're going to talk about uh, Deitch and how, I actually think Wagner at Huddersfield could probably do a better job. No, neither of them. What is wrong with you? No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying have him. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're going to put Daish and Howe... Yeah, I get the, it. <laughs> the, 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 look, Daish and Howe and Wagner are doing fantastic jobs with clubs at their level. Yes, we, 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 we are... <laughs> listen, we are below where we should be in, in our standing. We're in the bottom of our league. And listen, Christ... Sean Dyche with Burnley only five points behind us we've got to play them on the 5th of May um, if the results go we get beat by Watford all of a sudden they could overtake us we could end up 7th or 8th or whatever but that's not a true reflection of overall how good of a club we are we are a much better club than we uh, appear uh, like you know our league standing appears to be we've got problems and issues going on behind the scenes and motivation and leadership and so uh, that we've touched on before but Deich, Howe, Wagner, they're not yet again... They, they, if they went to, say, Everton, for example, would be a good stepping block and then take them from Everton to maybe Arsenal. Uh, the quality of manager we want next is Ancelotti, possibly, with his experience with Champions League. Um, uh, he would yep. be a good transition manager yep. uh, because of... Just his general experience, he's older and he, he won't take no shit from players. Uh, you could also... We're not going to get it, but Potocino would be a, a good manager. I think he's... <laughs> not going to happen, Fergus. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but even a man of that sort of elk. It, it needs to be somebody who's... I, I'd like a younger manager, and I understand when people come on about Howe and Dyche and, and Mies and Wagner, but uh, for me, it would be uh, start off with... Uh, Ancelotti, uh, whatever manager we have in place is only going to be in there for two or three years. We're not going to have another 20-odd year uh, reign again. Uh, and then you could look at the likes of, I'd love to see Vieira come back. Yeah, I don't think, I think he's getting uh, prepared for Manchester City. I don't think he's going to come back to us. But I do agree that I think we need a manager like Ancelotti who has the experience. He's been around different egos and different personalities. He can kind of get us organized and back on track, so uh, maybe for a year. Seconds. 
and then <laughs> yeah you were good on 30 seconds and then i think we can get someone younger and someone that's hungry i would like uh leonardo jardine from monaco yes i think he his style of play would fit arsenal very and, well and, and everybody talks about uh mbappe and all these different players uh malcolm that come out of of monaco and uh, we've got so many players that come out of monaco but what's the common denominator at monaco it's jardine yeah, yeah, no, he's he's definitely done well since he left Portugal. Uh, he's been at Olympiacos. He's been at Another Monaco. Another Portuguese. So you got bias. <laughs> Portuguese, Portuguese are taking over, man. Yeah. Portuguese managers everywhere now. <laughs> so any more, um, more questions from Brazil? There was just a note uh, in terms of will Arsenal have to pay uh, Wenger's contract out if they were to fire him? Which yes. I believe yes. 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 To, to end his contract, they would have to. Um, yeah, can I can so I just add be... one one quick point? If we're gonna yep. hire somebody, then I want a manager that's going to change the culture at this club. Because um, no, because this yeah, because there's no blame culture. There's no accountability. I'm pointing to the Arobi, um giving the ball away and nobody you know giving a shouting at him and giving him a little bit of a rollicking. We need to change that. These players are too soft. And last note before we do a five-word game, um, I posted a tweet this morning to some of the radio personalities that are on BN Sports and they're on Sirius XMFC, the radio station here. They talk about footy all day. And uh, one of them was Ray Hudson. I'm sure you guys know him, former Newcastle guy. Uh, Phil Shane is an Arsenal supporter and he's on BN Sports and he's on the radio as well. So I tweeted them asking them who they thought would be a good replacement for Arsene Wenger and in five words or less, why? And Phil Shane responded with uh, Sari from Napoli and he said, cutting edge and not afraid, which is an interesting response and I haven't heard anyone mention him, but I mean, he's got Napoli playing some, some decent football. Mind you, the, the, the guy at Milan... He's it's probably too soon for him to come over to us because of where he is in his contract. Milan who? AC Milan or Inter Milan? AC Milan. They, they, Gattuso? Yeah. Oh, my God. If he was at Arsenal the way we are right now, he'd be fucking slapping people around in the dressing <laughs> yep, room. That's yep. what we need. <laughs> yep, that Gattuso's a nutcase. Oh, my God. He, that's what I'm saying. If there's one thing his team will have, it's passion and grit. Because yep. if not, he will fucking the, fuck shit up. Yep. Well, th- th- this is why people talk about Simeone. They're like the defensive, more defensive play and stuff like that. It's all the defense out. But also, he takes no shit from Simeone will, they, they, they wouldn't dare have him at the club because Simeone is somebody who will... You know, he will kick that door down and demand things off the board. Exactly, he will demand things off the board, and they will be uncomfortable having that guy in there. He is like Simeone is like me. All right. <laughs> meaning you guys go to the gym at four in the morning and take protein shakes or? No, meaning that oh. we're not going to take any crap <laughs> and we're going to sit in board meetings and ask difficult questions and make people uncomfortable <laughs> and demand things. So, you know. And leave my gym, leave my gym routine alone. <laughs> All right, chaps, we are on to the five-word challenge. And this time so, round, which way are we going this time round? So Manny's going to ask Fergus. Fergus will ask me. I will ask Manny. But just, just I want to see if we can. These are the same five words that we tried in the week. No, nope. I mixed mine up. Yeah, so have I. Just because to get a different reaction. And I was going to say, let's see if we can keep the game to the, I guess the the plot that we wanted which was you ask the question and three words or less what comes to your mind immediately okay see if we can cool. do it that way all right so manny goes to fergus 
All right, Fergus, let's go. Uh, North Bank slash Clockend Highbury. Yeah, I was always in the North Bank. Okay. <laughs> Arsenal but defending. Clockend clock being right by the, the away fans, I thought it was brilliant. You already three words, there, Fergus. Three <laughs> words. Bloody hell. Just the fucking 30 Jesus. seconds my three words. I'm Irish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> Arsenal defending. Shit. The 1990-91 season. What was that one? Was uh, I wasn't really watching much Arsenal. I got into Arsenal just after that. Okay. Fair dues. So, Fair dues. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. Okay. No, no that's, that's, that's all right. Um, Alexander Kleb. Deluded to go to Barcelona. <laughs> Damn right. <And> <laughs> last one. Last one. An Arsenal tormentor, Didier Drogba. Does great out in Africa. <laughs> that's my five alright Fergus your turn to me ok well I I've got some prepared but I'll tell you what I, I'm, I'm going to use the ones we used the last time round. hurry up man yeah, okay. that's fine I don't, I don't remember them anyways so. ok JVC 02 Sega Dream Class or, or Fly Emirates what do you most associate with 02 Oh, two. And I told you that story about the tourists in front of me when they were, yeah. <laughs> when they were singing <laughs> oh, two, oh, two, oh, to be a gooner. And I said, oh, yeah, that's because it's an oh, two on the shirt. <laughs> um, we touched on this guy earlier, or what happened to this guy earlier? Uh, Eduardo, Martin Taylor from Birmingham on our Eduardo. Are you asking me about Eduardo? Martin Taylor. Or, oh, Martin Taylor. Um, asshole. I don't think he meant it, though. Un, un, <laughs> unlike the guy who uh, done this guy, Diaby. Uh, long injury list. Could have been Vieira. <laughs> Steve Bold. He is confined. Mm, interesting. And um, Manny might think it's my alter ego or my, not my alter ego, my... Um, uh, Paul Merson. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Manny's response from this last time. Good. Um, I'm going to say uh, he is a, uh, I guess, unpredictable, I'm going to say, to be nice. Drunkard. <laughs> Drunkard. This focus in a nutshell, man. He drinks a lot of beer and butchers people's names. <laughs> butchers, yeah, I can butcher people's names. That's 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 my job. But uh, drinking All lots right. of beer, there's there's always more. Meet a meet a Manny now. Let's go. All right, Olivier Giroud. Ah, Olivier. Did you put the French accent on because you're speaking to a Frenchman? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, passionate. <laughs> All right, passionate. Yeah. Next one's gonna get some good. Good response from you. Aaron Ramsey. Oh, he can fuck off. And he kept it in three words. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was four. <laughs> um, Arsenal Fan TV. I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, another so Frenchie. Every other club. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, next Frenchie, Jeremy Aliadier. Um, funny accent. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he really did. Was he, was he Canadian? No, he was French. No, he was French, but, he, no, but his you, accent you was just... 
His accent was weird. It was funny. Not your typical French accent. Yeah, okay. it was, yeah. A bit like um, and uh, Bellerin's London accent. Yeah. 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 Similar. <laughs> and last but not least, I wish we had another one of him, David Seaman. <sighs> Sheffield United. Oh. Mate. Good <laughs> mate. The, yeah. Yeah. What more can I say? I know. It was either Sheffield United or Ponytail. Yeah, I'll play sure. he, he had a nice mustache at one point. So. Yeah, he did. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> going on here, isn't there? Oh, we, <laughs> shut up. Okay, I'm in a better mood as well, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Right, listen, uh, we've uh, eventually got this episode 13 up, uh, um, up and running. Um, we would love to hear more of your questions on Facebook. You can join us on facebook.com, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On Twitter, we're at Guns and Ribbons. Or if you want to email us, um, it's info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Guys, it's been um, depressing, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, there has. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be in a better mood next time. I doubt Hopefully. No, Hopefully no seriously, this, this felt really gloomy. Um, yeah, let's hope for something better. I want Maybe my buttons back. <laughs> Name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fergus always Name manages to do that. I love I that. I know. I love that. I want my buttons back. There we go. We got it. I love that. I love that. Hopefully, hopefully the next podcast, everyone will be in a better mood. The only yeah, thing that will hopefully. get me in a better mood is seeing Wenger sacked. Oh. <sighs> it's possible, gents. Yep. Thanks a lot. That's the way he wants All to right. go. See you, gentlemen. See you later. Adios. Up the arse. Up the arsenal.